the big snake in the plane, Jacques! Oh, that's just my pet snake, Reggie! I hate snakes, Jacques! I hate them! Come on, show a little backbone, will ya? Hey, what is up, everybody? My name is Scott, and this is the Rotten Potatoes Podcast, where four friends reviewing movies that you absolutely should have seen get together and just talk about them. So why don't you guys say hi? Hi, I'm Jake. I'm Zach. You all should know be know me by now. I'm Tyler. The TJB. <laughs> the TJB. <laughs> I do go by, uh, I, I, I always sign my name, Tyler John Bianco. And so I always initial TJB. I think you just doxed yourself. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was bound to happen. Right. Yeah. I, I have it on my uh, I have it on my uh, Instagram profile right now uh, that I'm the co-host of the Rotten Potatoes podcast, uh, which you can follow at Rotten Potato Pod. Yeah, on the Twitter segment. and Insta. Yeah, we're all over the social media. Yeah. So many socials, so many medias. Except for Facebook because... Because uh, we're not boomers. We're not boomers. But if you are boomers, there's another great podcast you can listen to. Yeah. Or we'll probably never make it to Facebook, but you guys can start a fan page for us if you want. What would we call them? <laughs> I guess just, just Tots. Tots. No, because... That's what we're calling ourselves. Tots, Tots. They're calling themselves. <laughs> hey, Mrs. Scott. What you going <laughs> to do? Make our dreams come true. All right. Well, today we're talking about Raiders of the Lost Ark. Scott was our nominator. Yes. Uh, but before we get into that, uh, we'll do our Just the Facts. Yeah. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Raiders of the Lost Ark is the first of the Indiana Jones quadrilogy. Yeah, it wasn't even called Indiana Jones at first. It was just Raiders. It was just Raiders. Uh, and at first it was just a trilogy, and then we had Crystal Skull. Yeah, the greatest of the four. Ruined it. Mm, it's debatable. <laughs> they uh, added Shia. That's true. <laughs> that I heard was, that there's another Indiana Jones in the works right now, actually. Oh, my I hope gosh, Harrison Ford doesn't it. do it. It is with Harrison. I'm still. so sick of Harrison. It's Ford. Harrison and Shia both. Uh, Even Shia? Mm-hmm. That surprises me more than Harrison. That's what I heard. I thought he was just doing things in front of green screens now. Shia? Just do it. Like that? Yeah. Maybe. I think, that, I think that was the only thing he did in front of the green screen. Well, that and even Stevens are all I know him for. Is even Stevens completely in front of a green screen? Maybe. It's I don't true. know that it wasn't. We'll never know until we get into just the facts of even Stevens. Yeah. For a future the, There's an even Stevens movie. That's true. And we, we will be could. watching it. Have we all seen that? <laughs> uh, I definitely have. Uh, I have not. Oh, well, it's, uh, <laughs> it's a fair game. I, I probably won't watch it if we make that an episode. I'll just you, go in blind. <laughs> you'll, you'll have to watch it. Let's get back to the facts for Raiders. <laughs> All right. So just the facts for Raiders. Uh, Raiders came out in 1981. Uh, so it's older than any of us thought. Yeah. 1981 in the Soviet Union. Apparently. 81. That was the year my uh, uh, parents got married. Oh, congrats to your parents, Dave yeah. and Bobby. We love them. Are they still together? They are. Cool. They are. Mostly happily. Cool. Yeah. yeah. There was at least three happy years. Uh, That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. It did surprise me to read that it initially released in the Soviet Union uh, because it, it movies. So it came out in the Soviet Union before it came out in America, before it came out in America. And uh, it's uh, it, that happens somewhat frequently today where movies, movies come out in the Soviet Union. Well, 
they'll release internationally okay. prior to U.S. Mm. And we do draw down that distinction when we talk about box office. Like, there's domestic and international box office. And international is way higher, obviously, than domestic because it's, it's a every other lot country. of countries. Why do they release it differently like that? Uh, it's really mostly, from what I understand, I'm not uh, an industry pro, but from what I understand, it's really an opportunity for them to do one final uh, sort of, like, uh, market test. Because so they, they use the rest of the world to <laughs> like market use, for us? In yeah. a country they just don't care about. Yeah. There's <laughs> one country that matters to the box office, all right? It's the United States of America. That's funny. USA. USA. Uh, but it released in 1981, nonetheless. Uh, and uh, this was uh, directed by Sp- Steven Spielberg and music by John Williams. That so iconic good. piece. So good. That we just heard. Even if you haven't seen... Indiana Jones, and you hear that, you know it's Indiana Jones. Oh, yeah. Well, because if nothing else, you know the... Well, I, I'm i I'm about to be super Southern Californian, but, like, the Indiana Jones ride. Like, oh, I knew... Disneyland. That was all of my Indiana Jones knowledge prior to watching this movie. Yeah. Do you, I guess does it make you enjoy the ride more now? Have you gone on the ride since you watched this? I watched this two <laughs> days <With> ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. I watched it... Uh, I had seen this movie before, but my wife had not. I watched it with my wife last night. And the rock starts rolling down, and she's like, "Oh, like the ride, like mm. Dwayne the Rock Johnson." Yeah, yeah Dwayne yeah. Johnson. Like he in the movie. starts yeah. rolling. He does like, a great job. That's and where he's he got crawling the the almost as quickly as Vern. <laughs> <laughs> We're going way back to two episodes ago. Two episodes ago, with our uh, our our very first episode, "Stand by Me." Hopefully, you watched it um, or listened to it. Either one. Hopefully, you didn't watch it. <laughs> Hopefully, you never watched the movie, but you did listen to our. Uh, you did listen to our our episode. Uh, this was a little, not quite late in the game, uh, but this was pretty far along for Steven Spielberg. He had already done Jaws, uh, which was his really like eminent movie. It was mm-hmm. sort of his first movie, one that we are going to do. Oh, at yeah. some point. Very soon. Jaws was great. Very soon. We're going to do Jaws. Um, but not long after, so we have Jaws and then Close Encounters and then uh, a little more under-known movie. And then we have Raiders and E.T. And uh, so this was like really on the uptick. Watching this, I was shocked to learn just now that it came out in 1981. It, it looks better than most movies I see that came out in the mm-hmm. early 80s. Oh, yeah. I yeah, mean, it does maybe even really better than some of the, like the nineties. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, Armageddon or so like way. <laughs> that's a perfect film. Well, they didn't really use CGI in this one. Yeah. I was going to say, uh, that was one of the benefits that this movie had. Why it holds up so well is that first of all, it's set in the 1940s, mm-hmm. uh, you know, around the time of world war two. It was 38. I think I had completely forgotten that aspect too. Yeah. Like I forgot that like Nazis are the villains. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. It's a, it's a big part of most of Indiana Jones, mm-hmm. even Indiana Jones four. Yeah. It's right? all Nazis. Yeah. Really? Guys. Yeah. They're still not, they're just still around, I guess. Really? Mm-hmm. I haven't seen it. Uh, I haven't seen a single one after Raiders. Well, it's just Indiana Jones four. And this one of the only, so ones you've I've seen, seen Indiana four. It's the only one I had seen. You before saw it before this. Raiders. Yeah. Why? Uh, I don't know. People were going to the movies and like, do you want to come? And I was like, I've never seen this before. Did that make you like this one more? Did you have like a better appreciation for this one? I don't remember Indiana Jones 4 really hardly at all. Mm. Except for in the Except end of this Nazis movie. Nazis are involved. In the end of this movie, when they go into that warehouse, I was like, hey, that was in Indiana Jones 4. Uh, <laughs> oh, was it really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there was a nod to the Ark in Indiana Jones 4. Are they yeah. the Nazis still trying to get the Ark? 
No, no, no. no. It was like a it's little just Easter egg. In Area 51, the Americans have kept the Ark of the Covenant in Area 51 for the last mm-hmm. just in know, a box. However many years, yeah. 10, so 20 years. Is Kate Blanchett a Nazi in Indiana Jones 4? I believe so. Yeah. I think so. Interesting. Didn't know. Well, uh, Indiana Jones was a, a super seminal movie for me and and I know for Scott who nominated it. So, yeah. Scott, give us a little bit of your notes on why you nominated this. Yeah, Indiana Jones for me is just that like classic tale of adventure and excitement and doing ridiculous things at the same time. And uh, so this was one of those movies for me that whenever it was on TV – I mean, any Indiana Jones movie for that matter, but specifically this one. And I really liked uh, the last one too. Um, Crystal Skull? Not Crystal Skull. The actual real last one. Uh, why am I blanking on the name well, right so now? It's Tell uh, Doom and the Holy Grail. Yeah, yeah, well, it was about the Holy Grail, but that's not the name of that's it. That's not it. Well, it's it was the last, uh, the last, last Crusade. crusade. Last that's Crusade. Right, yeah. Yeah. So those two are definitely my favorite over Temple of Doom. Um, but whenever they were on TV, we would stop and just watch it. Just iconic movie moments, uh, the boulder rolling down that we already talked about, the whip, all the, all the different things. Lots of fun. <laughs> Lots the whip fun. is a movie moment? Yeah, he uses his whip all the time. It, it, was, like it was so important that, uh, so my brother had like an Indiana Jones phase where in elementary school he would wear an Indiana Jones hat to school, it's mm-hmm. the dorkiest hat of all time, by the way. Oh, yes, it is. You yeah, take that I'm, back. he, I, he probably. And what I really like about three is that you find out how he got the hat and why it's so important to him. I and and another crossover with Stand by Me. It's actually River Phoenix who plays young oh, yeah. Indiana Jones oh, yeah. in Indiana Jones Three. So yeah. it's a great crossover to Stand by Me. Is Shia LaBeouf his son? It is. Yes. Interesting. With this woman, with Marion. Yep. Yeah, with Marion. Yeah. Yeah, you just don't find out about him until Is Marion in the fourth one? Yes. Very briefly wow. though, right? I kinda wanna watch Indiana uh-huh. Jones and the Crystal Skull. I think Skull. she is, right? Let's watch them all. I thought she had a small part. Maybe not. I don't remember it really. I, I don't remember I it. I pretend either. like that movie didn't really exist. Yeah, I do too. It was terrible, Zach. It's not worth watching. Yeah, I'm not gonna watch it. Uh so this yeah, was for me, something it's, that it's meant just one of those. It was just one of those cult classics that when someone says they haven't seen it, I'm just like, really? This is How not have a you cult m- classic at all? Like cults, it's, 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 this is just a cult. It's just a classic. Yeah. yeah, it's just a classic. A cult classic is one that like only a small amount of people, it's a classic too. Like uh, Boondock Saints is a cult classic. Mm, like there's a small following. A small but fierce following. Well, out of the four of us, only two of us had seen it, right? Which is just That's ridiculous. not even a minority. <laughs> for which, 50, 50. for what movie? Indiana oh, no, Jones? you had seen this I've one. seen Indiana Okay, Jones. it's just Jake. Yeah. But yeah, it, it's just one of those things where when I run into someone who hasn't seen it, I think they're ridiculous. <laughs> Scott's looking <laughs> right into my eyes. <laughs> yeah, that was an attack. So uh, let's get uh, let's get our our late bloomer. That's just, just Jake. Uh, I I liked it. I don't know. I thought there was going to be maybe it's just because everybody talks about how great Indiana Jones is. I thought there was going to be more. I thought there was going to be more action and adventure. I felt like. I don't know that I can really put into words why, but I feel like there would be more. I thought there'd be more to it, like more running around, it jet kinda, setting, that whole thing. It kind of reminds me of like the first Star Wars. I feel like there's a lot of similarities, but like when you think of Star Wars, you think of like a ton of lightsaber fights and like these really iconic moments, and then you kind of watch the first one, and it was you're just like, the one. Oh, there's not a lot of that going on in the first one, but I feel like it's because like they didn't. It was almost like they didn't really know what they had at the yeah. time, you know? It was probably going to be a standalone at the time. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And then they kind of lean into the stuff that, like, made the first one so great and kind of added more of it as it goes along. 
But yeah, I mean, overall, I liked it. I was entertained the whole time, but I, was, I guess I was just expecting a little bit, a little bit more. What 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 was your like least favorite scene that you would have probably like cut out? I don't know that I had anything I would have cut out. Or what was really great that you wish there was more of? Uh, was there a scene in particular? I mean, the opening. When I was watching the opening, I was super into it. I wish there was more of that. The just, opening's really good. Yeah. I wish there. I wish it felt a little more like that throughout the rest of it. Like, and that's really what the whole ride is based off of. Is that just that opening? Scene. I think the whole oh, ride is based right. off of Temple I, of Doom. No, no, no? having nothing to do with Temple of Doom. Okay, because it has the boulder. You're right. It does have the boulder. Yeah, it's just that. But it also has this giant snake. Well, there's some giant snakes. Is there a giant snake in Temple of Doom? I don't remember I there being a giant snake on the ride. If, oh, if this was, it's like yeah, ninety feet long. I remember the spiders, and then they do like the fake arrows going across. Mm-hmm. If this was, if the ride was based off Temple of Doom, then Short Round would be in Temple of Doom. I thought. That, I mean, in the ride, and he's. Not I thought that the Dr. ride was John, called Indiana Dr. Jones John. Temple of Doom. What no, was that? It is. Yeah, it is. Okay. Oh. But the actual like ride, having oh, is the ride at Disneyland called Temple of Doom? Yeah. Interesting. That's weird. That's yeah. a little. I feel like there's more stuff from this one. There for, for sure. sure is. Yeah, yeah, I agree. One of the best rides at Disneyland. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. Timeless. It's a good one. Yeah. Always has the longest line, too. Oh, There's yeah. not a ton well, of great rides at Disneyland. California Adventure has more of the great rides. I think there's a lot. There's a lot of, like, just nostalgic rides, you know? Like, mm-hmm. Pirates of the Caribbean is my all-time favorite. Same. You know? Agreed. I uh, uh, I hope no one from Disney is listening to this, but I have stolen coins from... Me too. From pirates. Pirates. Me too. Yeah. I was a good boy. I didn't do that. I. I. They've You're since glued coward. them down. Uh, oh yeah. When it's now it's Jack Sparrow. Now it's Jack yeah. Sparrow at the very end. Yeah, and they've since glued the coins to the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've been able to to steal a coin from there. It was a great moment. Do you still have it? No, I actually. Uh, I. I had a, a car in high school. And uh, I kept it in that car in the little, like, where your sunglasses go. They have those little sunglass mm-hmm. holders. And I kept it in there, and then I sold the car and forgot oh, to take that no. out. Mm. It's like an artifact. Maybe it's yeah. priceless. Yeah, well, something like Indiana Jones would go after. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's uh, let's dig into this movie, though, a little bit. So we open up uh, with uh, Indiana in this temple going after an idol. Yeah, he's got a couple hired hands with him. And one of them pulls a gun on him pretty early and he before whips it out of his hand. we even see him. Yeah. Like before, like Indiana Jones is shrouded in mystery. Like we just see his silhouette up until this point. Yeah. And he whips it out of his hand and the dude just like looks he runs away. and runs away. And he's not like, let's follow up on that at no, all. Not at all. From a film perspective though, this is one of my favorite uh, openings and one of my favorite character reveals because he is silhouetted this whole time. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the, the the guy pulls the gun on him and he just whips sort of out of frame. And then he walks into the light through the mist. And mm-hmm. I just love that reveal. I've always, it's always been really cool to me, really impressive. Did Harrison Ford have any major movies between Star Wars and this? Um, not that Did I can he think hate of. this like he hated doing Star Wars. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't think so. I think that he really liked uh, his role as Indiana Jones. Um, but yeah, I this was a. Uh, it was definitely. I would say that Indiana Jones made him even more than Han Solo made him. Oh, for sure. When I think of Harrison Ford, I think Indy before I think Han Solo. Really? 
Yeah. Yeah, I do as well. I just think, just tired, grumpy old man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he's with his, his two hired hands, and uh, one of them pulls the gun, gets whipped out, he goes away. The other guy goes into the temple with him, and uh, they go through all these booby traps, and they get through it, and they, he replaces this like golden monkey head with a bag of sand. Why did he have that bag? Like, I feel like he's going into an ancient temple that he has no idea what's going to be there, and he just had a bag of sand. No, he it showed him get it. Right before they go in, he pulls out the bag, and he fills it with sand. Right okay, before they go into that. the temple. Uh-huh. But yeah. he still knows. Yeah, but why did he like, know he still that? He had was, an idea that he well, might Well, because he's it. an archaeologist. Like he's he, not a, he's studied. a robber. This isn't yeah. his first rodeo. Right. Exactly. He's, exactly. He's he's studied like all the different I movie traps and probably stuff. Probably bring a, bre- a bag of sand. And so he even he learned like, that lesson the hard way. He yeah. even knows like I'm it needs to be so. the exact same weight because he before he puts the bag down takes back some when sand he was back River out. Phoenix. Oh, he learned <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, R.I.P. By the way, I can confirm. I did a quick IMDb search. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Harrison Ford went right into this role immediately after. Uh, uh, Empire. So he had some roles uh, where uh, he, in between A New Hope, um, but right after Empire, he was Indiana Jones. But nothing super big. Nothing really big. It was like TV movies or like small castings. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, this was this came out a year after Empire. Cool. Which is pretty cool as well. I mean, you have, you know, to kind of put us in historical context, we have mm-hmm. Empire, which is I think by a lot of people, one of the more yeah. beloved Five Star Wars movies. The highest rated. We're, out we're of looking at it right three. now, and that's that's a super impressive run. He had Empire, he had Raiders, and then right afterwards, he has Blade Runner, and then and then, and then right after, six, and then another Return of Indiana. the Jedi, yeah. and then the Mosquito Coast. <laughs> yeah, this, when it started to uh, really take off. Yeah, so he had a a really great run. Uh, from uh, especially from 1980 to 1984, uh, I think is probably when he brought in the bulk of his yeah. money, and he's still bringing in lots of money from those four years. I oh, bet. absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, so he he picks up the monkey head, and uh, all of a sudden it sets off a booby trap that this giant boulder is rolling at him. So he has to get out of there. Or wait, no, the boulders later, right? Boulders later. I mean, so so here's the the big thing in that moment, though, is he gets betrayed. He gets betrayed by his other hired. By his other hired. So both of his. No, I think he got betrayed by the same one. No, it's no. no. It's a different different guy. It's a different guy. There's two different guys because he runs into that second one again later. I thought the one guy went all the way into the temple with. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. 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 Never mind. He gets hit by one of the booby traps. Yeah. But then the other guy comes. Alfred Molina. It's Doc Ock. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. What's going on there? He does not look South American to me even a little bit. Uh, I, that's why he's one of the best. Yeah, <laughs> he can do it. <laughs> yeah, so he gets killed, and then he gets the the thing back. He ends up escaping through booby traps, gets out to the main area, and then we get introduced to one of the main villains, who is what was his name? Bala, Belloc. Yeah, Belloc. Yeah, and he's his a French other, archaeologist. His other hired hand sold him out. Right, he yeah. was there. Right, yeah, sold he him was out. there for that one. Well, he was there, but not alive. Because as soon as he sees him, he sees him there, and then he just falls over, and they You're see right. all the darts in his back. So You're he didn't right. really sell him out as much as he was captured and killed on his way uh, yeah. trying to get out of there. Yeah. So while he's doing his crazy, maniacal, evil person thing, uh, Indiana Jones escapes, uh, runs to an airplane, which is where we heard that clip from earlier. I hate snakes, Jack. Why was... So Jack was fishing, right? Jack uh-huh. was fishing, and he didn't immediately stop fishing. 
yeah, yeah. no he, he was well, like he oh a, well he, it seemed like he had a big fish on there he and he's like uh, and then he's like i know these guys are coming with, like, out just poison. a stick too yeah, yeah. He, no real on the whole thing impressive fisherman and yeah. all these people are running at him with bows and arrows and poison darts and he's like let me try for a little bit longer <laughs> and i thought it was odd too that like i mean i'm assuming maybe i shouldn't assume but like i'm assuming that uh Indy flew there with him. So how did he yeah. not know that there was a snake in exactly. the Exactly. Like, where where did the... Did he just find it? Maybe they <laughs> were in different <laughs> seats. <laughs> this is my new pet. He found it and trained it. <laughs> yeah, and named it. And yeah. yeah, so, I mean, that's just really the opening crawl of the movie. That has nothing to really do with the main plot other than introducing... Well, it was my uh, favorite Yeah, we've part. spent Ballard. a lot of time. <laughs> but it's such a great opener. It's, yeah, yeah, it's a really it's good iconic. bit. It yeah. Kinda, yeah. So he gets back to the States, and you realize he is a college professor, and he's an archaeologist professor, and um, he's teaching a class. And all of a sudden, these two guys from the government show up and say, "Hey, the Nazis are after this stuff, and we need you to go get it first. And he starts talking about like the staff of Ra and some other crazy things. Yeah, he went right like he was like like hot Tomb Raider archaeologist to do like just dork professor, but still hot. All yeah. the chicks, yeah, all all his I was just wondering what they were like, him. what they were yeah. on about. I was like, he looks like. Such a dork right now. He well, did kind of look, but I feel like that was hot back then. That was okay. hot. Back yeah. in the 40s? Well, okay. and come on. You even look, there were only like he's maybe five male students in the entire class. He's still Harrison Ford. Yeah. yeah. He still looks like a young Harrison I mean, Harrison Ford. Ford is still Harrison Ford now. But not young and, Harrison okay. Ford. So uh, He's a good looking old man, though. The, the government people no. <laughs> show up because uh, one of his old like mentors was missing. And uh, he actually had a previous love relationship with his mentor's daughter. And so he heads out to find the daughter of this guy to start looking for him. Yeah. um, And runs into her and she ends up telling him he died. And then he tries buying the the staff head of Raw off of her. And that's where we meet some of our other villains for the first time. He tries to buy the staff head of Raw off of her with just the most clumsy lie of all time. Like (laughs) I flew all the way across the world and I'm going to pay you $3,000 for this thing that I just told you it was worthless. Like right. that was yeah. the premise of him yeah. coming over there. He's like, it's, it's whatever it's trash. I don't care about it, but Hey, can I have it but also for three grand read three grand and like just such a long flight across the world. You wouldn't spend three grand on trash. Like for just like a used McDonald's cup. You're right. Actually I would do that. <laughs> Uh yeah, and then we got some Nazis trying to you know they light their bar on fire and that you know kind of sets yeah. things in motion. We yeah, key plot fights. point is the guy gets half of the inscription of that burnt onto his hand because he grabbed it because it was really hot, and then from that they're able to make another staff head of raw to put on a staff to try to find the location of the tomb where the ark is. They so get in a huge fight that ends up in Marion's bar burning, and she's just not really upset about it at all. And India, India Jones just. Straight up kill the guy. He kills and a lot he of people. Didn't, yeah. He didn't show any pause. Like, oh. I guess he's killed a lot of people before. I'm sure he has. You know? Yeah. Which I guess is typical of an archaeology person. Marion killed, I mean, they're, you know, they're in her bar, you know, trying to kill her. So, but yeah, they're, they're all pretty, like, common collected throughout losing your life's work and killing other humans. Well, she yeah. even said like she hated that she was there. She wanted out. Yeah. yeah. She so she was out. actually kind of happy that yeah. that happened. But then, then she, she does volunteer there. to be his partner right yeah. afterwards. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so. because she's hoping for a lot more than $3,000. Love. She's, she's <laughs> hoping for love. He, she's so clearly still love, love with him. Even though he I abandoned really her, I was really questioning the age range too. Because like, she said she was, she was like, a kid. I was just a girl, like just a little girl, and you led me on. Yeah, and, that, uh, that made me uncomfortable as well. Like, hmm, I didn't even notice that. 
Oh yeah. yeah. No, it was very apparent. It was like, I wonder what their age difference is. I'm going to guess probably, I'm going to guess he was probably an archaeology student. So I'm going to guess that he was in his twenties and she was probably in her late teens. Mm. So, uh, yeah. So he goes to Egypt then and he meets up with Gimli and uh, <laughs> I'm so like, Gimli? you said that. Yeah. That's that Gimli. Gimli. That's like, Gimli and Treebeard. No way. Uh, yeah. That's true. Yeah. That's the voice of Treebeard. Gimli is that tall. Yeah. 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 So in Lord of the Rings, they always shot. You never see them actually full body standing next to Legolas. It's because he's actually taller than Orlando Bloom. That's interesting. Yeah. I guess I didn't think about that. Yeah. They, so like, they just put Orlando Bloom on boxes. And would do just like a shoulder up. Or if there, it was the country shots, Gimli's always way behind. So you can't really compare the two. They start like they somehow figure out where the arc is. And it turns out it's just like just so close to where the Nazis already are. The weird mm-hmm. thing is, is like he's presumably like he seemed to already know exactly where the arc was. He's like, oh, yeah, it's in Egypt. And they're like, why weren't you looking for this sooner? <laughs> well, it was in this lost you know? city that they didn't know where it was. Tannis. But he did know that she had the staff head of Ra, mm-hmm. right? Like, why didn't, like, this seems like a big deal, and he's a big archaeology guy. Why didn't he care until now? Well, he didn't know where Tannis was. I mean, I think he did. Well, he like, did, because he went right to him. I only think, because he was following, because there was already Nazis all doing stuff there. I thought the Nazis followed him to her. Mm-mm. No. No. Well, they followed him to her yeah, for the Yeah, but they the had already had the Tannis head. site. They already knew It was Tannis, kind of weird, though. So. Like, it clearly was not an issue that the Nazis were right there because they're digging in broad daylight right next to the Nazis. Like, the Nazis just get out of their tent and look right over, and they're like, oh, like, there they are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it was like, you could have been a little bit more stealthy. I do want to say, too, and I found this out just a pr- couple months ago, that the scene uh, where she kind of gets captured in the basket... And uh, he's like fighting the people off, and then the dude comes out with a sword, and then he just pulls out his guns and shoots him. That was a great moment. That wasn't supposed to be the original scene. It was actually supposed to be a prolonged like fight scene. Oh, really? Um, but he was super sick during filming, and <laughs> so he's like couldn't do the stunts that they wanted him to do, and so he, it was actually his idea. What if I just pull out my gun and shoot him? That and they made went for a it. great. It was a, a great moment. Better you know moment. what? Yeah, else was great right before then. So you know when they're taking Marion and then he Indy's fighting all these dudes and then she like picks up a pot and she is just not hitting these dudes at all like she's just <laughs> doing the lamest weakest hits she possibly could do and I'm like you care a little bit more you know <laughs> there's a moment too where like we assume that she got taken into this truck hostage and then the truck explodes yeah it explodes and everyone thinks that he that she's dead and Indy starts drinking and he's obviously very somber about it and then Gimli comes back and <laughs> rescues him and she, his he, name is Sala yeah and he's kind of like Marion's dead and he kind of just chuckles he's like I know <laughs> yeah, life know. goes on yeah. and well, like get over it dude you know what else I found no weird about that scene is did a, a monkey sold them under the river I yeah. guess yeah. Like, yeah. It was a monkey. Like, yeah. like he yeah. went and like talked to that dude with the eye patch right the eye patch like, guy like monkey, I was yeah. I was looking at the subtitles and it was like he goes up and says monkey chattering and then he's apparently understands it and he's just <laughs> gone and he knows exactly where they yeah, are. yeah oh yeah well, how well this uh he speaks monkey dude this was funny it <laughs> i never put this together before but i'm i i really actually think now that that's where the entire monkey trope came from from hangover 2 was they were just mm. doing a riff on uh raiders oh possibly because you remember it's the same thing it's a capuchin monkey that uh, is friends with the guy that rides a dirt bike. 
Uh, I feel like there's a, a lot of monkeys being way smarter than they should be in movies. Yeah, but there were so many overlaps of this. That it was like Are a monkey there? that sold them out. Because mm. in Hangover 2, it was a monkey that sold them out. And uh, the monkey rides a dirt bike, which happens in this it movie. It rides a dirt bike? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's riding with a guy on a dirt oh. bike. <laughs> I thought uh, it was like by itself. No, no, no. Uh, so there's a lot of overlap. So I, I realized this time watching it through, I'm like, man, hangover. I, they had a great joke that I missed. Mm. Yeah. So they end up finding the, uh, the vault that it is stored in before the Nazis, the vault of souls. Is that what it was called? That's what it's called. Yeah. The vault of souls covered in souls. living snakes Everywhere. in the middle of a desert mm-hmm. for th- thousands of years. Well, I mean, all those snakes, they couldn't go anywhere. So they just, you know, but there was an opening. What did they eat? Populated there was, but there, each other. It they, showed them coming drink? through that wall, though. Yeah, each other. They, no, they were coming through the wall, so that's how he knew there was an opening. Yeah. Oh. So I assumed that they were kind of coming and going. But like, like, it was like a hot Do spot. you see that many snakes in the middle of the desert? No, it I is mean, a movie. That's okay. where snakes are a lot, is in the desert. I mean, there are more snakes in Australia than anywhere else, and that's just one big friggin' desert. Especially now, right. after all the fires. Uh, oof. Big oof. Big oof. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so they find the Ark, and right as they find the Ark, the Nazis find them, and so the Nazis take the Ark. Just by walking out of their tent and looking. Looking, yeah, because it was seeing. really close to where they were digging. They just had the wrong size staff when they were in the map room, and so they were digging in the wrong spot. Because he didn't have the other side of the inscription on the head of the Staff of Ra on his yep. hand. Yep. Which was, take back one kibbutz for the Hebrew God, out of respect for the Hebrew God. Mm. Yeah. Hashtag Yahweh. <laughs> yeah so uh the nazis end up getting the uh the ark and so indy and miriam are trying to uh get it back marianne marianne uh, miriam miriam it's not like the brother or the no, sister, of, sister moses. of moses i think it's marion it is marion but it's not miriam which was what scott was saying which is the yeah. sister of moses marion both in egypt but <laughs> mm, mm. the girl the girl <laughs> like she was, yeah. The girl. Yeah. Could have been anybody. So it they might go, as well have been like a Bond girl, you know? It kind of is. There's always a new girl, isn't there? Yeah. The uh-huh. Oh, she yeah. Kinda, I feel like she was kind of airheaded and kind of, you know, not really contributing a whole lot. Yeah. I, I mean, know. she contributed a lot to bringing the uh, spy monkey along. That's true. That's true. Spy monkey <laughs> And she also uh, was involved in a scene that I loved where the, the, the head Nazi guy, I forget his name, was coming in to torture her. And he pulls out the most baller coat hanger I've ever seen. <laughs> like, like this was just the best move ever. He comes and it looks like he's gonna torture her. Like she's got, he's got nunchucks. It looks like yeah, it looks like he got nunchucks, and then it goes into a coat hanger, and then he just hands it to a dude. And this dude just got a whole. Imagine being coat. that dude. Yeah. Imagine that's your job. Just hold the coat. Hold the coat of the, the main Nazi guy. Like that he just coat. literally stood in the yeah. back and was just holding it. That's the, whole time. the most intimidating. Like I would have told him everything right then. <laughs> that is so intimidating. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so uh, Marion ends up getting captured with the Ark, and uh, then Indy goes and tries to pretend like he's going to blow it up to try to save her, and they didn't buy it, so then they end up capturing him too. And so then they're all at this like arc opening ceremony where they got this. <laughs> it was, uh, <laughs> I believe you would, you'd call this the original unboxing video. Yes. <laughs> the very first <laughs> unboxing. I, so I kind of missed it. I've started to kind of get a little bored by this point, but why, 
I thought that Hitler wanted this. Why did they open it without him? They wanted to make sure that they it was the real sure. arc. Well, so the French the guy was it. trying it's to Belloc. use it. Belloc was trying to use it to, he talk, wanted to, to talk to God. Uh, but he tricked them and be like, oh, you want to open it in front of Hitler oh. and be like, this isn't the real arc. Got it. Uh, I liked Belloc as a villain. Yeah. I thought, I thought that he was a good, um, I thought he was a pretty good villain. Like His he, whole thing was like, oh, I'm just... I'm like you. I'm just a few minutes late, and I just take it from you. Like, yeah, like he pretty much did. Uh, that was really smart. He just had Indy do his work, and he just yeah. comes and takes it. Which is right. he's like a better Indiana Jones. He is in some ways, and he even draws down the comparison with Indy. He's like, you and I are exactly the same. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> he uh, he basically that's our, our friend uh, our friend Lingle her uh, his daughter. Is uh, that's yeah. who you hear in the background? She's shouting for the puppies. <laughs> um, yeah, so they're at the unboxing ceremony, and uh, they take it off the the top of it, and uh, Indy just yells at Mary and says, "Don't look at it." And then there's just so much ash in it. Yeah, at was, first right? I think it was just the dust from the Ten Commandments. Yeah, the oh, dust okay. of the tablets. Yeah. And so uh, nothing really happens at first, and then all of a sudden, all these spirit things start coming out of it. I don't remember reading anything about that. In the, in the Bible, like, who are all these ghosts? <laughs> I don't think I. I think that they. I it was kind of like the angel of death. I think is it was what the it was supposed an, to that be. was what I took it as yeah. angels. That those okay. are angels that are coming out. And so everyone that had their eyes open got killed, and then the th- the three people that were up next to it had their faces melted. Yeah, because that's what happens when you see the glory of the Lord. Yeah. Which, like, as old as this movie is, I think Jake. I think you already said earlier that it looked good for. Yeah. Like you were, well, those are practical effects. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I I had a a thought at the very beginning because right when we talked about it earlier, right when that guy like instantly betrays Indiana Jones and he just kind of whips, which was like, uh, this is a great weapon. The whip, it just kind of, it's way, uh, way OP. Yeah. There's nothing, oh, yeah. There's nothing that whip can't do. No. Yeah. But, it uh, can get you across things. It can thwart people's attacks. Exactly. It can attack. It, it's it a, can, yeah. But uh, I remember kind of thinking like, oh man, like, is this movie gonna like feel really dated? And then instantly they're in they're in that kind of area and there's all the spiders and it's like spiders are always going to be scary. Oh yeah. Snakes mm-hmm. are always going to be scary. Like there's a lot of really great like there was a lot of moments in this movie where I did feel very tense. You know it. A lot of it really holds up. Uh, and, uh, even the face melting scene, it's as, as kind of cheesy as it looks. It's so just disconcerting and disturbing <laughs> and gross. And it's, it's one of my favorite scenes. I like it. It's, mm-hmm. it's a lot of fun. Um, I wasn't allowed to watch the first time I watched this movie. I was very young. I was probably six or something like that. It was the, the only movie that I had to sleep on my parents ground uh, on the floor, um, in that night. Yeah. In their room. Yeah. Um, not just like downstairs by myself. <laughs> like they're like, you're sleeping on the floor tonight. <laughs> yeah. But that is uh, a punishment it for was, watching it. There's a few scenes that will just be forever cemented in my mind because they just completely disturbed me as a kid. And it's like Alfred Molina, his face all like oh, with, uh, with the darts in yeah. his face and his shocked face. And then when they fall, like after they break the wall down in the snake room and there's all the skeletons. The, mm-hmm. So I think by the time it got to the unearthing of the arc, my mom could tell I was so traumatized by this movie. She was just like, close your eyes. Like, don't, she don't told you the it. same thing she that Andy did. She told me to close my eyes. So I, I didn't see that scene originally because she could tell. Mm. It, I, it probably would have really messed me up. Maybe she was afraid it was actually going to come out of the movie at you. She Are told you my sure dad to close his eyes. She's just close everyone eyes? screaming, close your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> at the same time. God is not to be uh, close your mocked. Eyes. <laughs> yeah. 
Don't look at it. Yeah, and then we weren't allowed to watch Indiana Jones in our household ever again. Yeah, so and they how, end up. How did your brother get the hat and stuff? <laughs> you went behind uh, her back. <laughs> yeah. okay. You went to grandma and grandpa. Yeah. So they were chill with it. Indy and Marion finally open their eyes and realize there's no one there. They all kind of got sucked back into the ark, I think. And their ropes got burned. And their ropes got burned. So it's just those two with the ark on an island. Which I think was like a, a nice little like nod from the angels. Like, we got you. You didn't look. We got you, fam. Yeah. We'll burn your ropes. And so uh, they bring it back to the States. The government takes it, puts it in Area 51 in a box. Do you think they became Christians after that moment? <laughs> no. No. Oh. Well, I mean, Indy talked about Sunday school before they ever left on the adventure. Maybe so. Indy, already throughout, a Christian. The, like in the beginning of the movie, was really trying to act like he didn't believe in all this stuff. But it, he oh, was like, he's being right. so precise talking about everything else. He's like, this is power of God or whatever, I think is what he says. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I don't believe in that i think he did the whole time but then he's like it's all mumbo jumbo yeah immediately when they were faced with it, he's like i'm not looking well he got brought up we don't know this now but uh and jake doesn't know this at all but in uh last crusade his father was a deeply uh religious, religious man yeah and so i think indy was raised with it but mm-hmm. i think that he has kind of not believing any of it was like really supernatural yeah i would say he's like apostate kind of like in han in star wars very much mm-hmm. like han and I think it's through these films that he begins to realize that the supernatural are real. Yes. Which is, I think, all a build up to the fourth one being the greatest, you know? But that uh, one was aliens. <laughs> yeah, I think so, yeah. So it was supernatural. All aliens. <clears throat> when he finally becomes a Christian. I'm out. Yeah. I'm out. <laughs> I'm not following anymore. I'm out. But, hey, nonetheless, uh, wonderful movie. Yeah, I, I, I really enjoy this movie. I so, could watch it multiple times. It's a good movie. It, it For me, I think it'd be like a once in a blue moon. Um, you know, it's uh, okay. it's not going to be one I'm, I'm going to go to. There were still a lot of moments where I was just like, that was super cheesy. Or like, there's just, you know, a little too silly. But uh, for that kind of movie, or a movie where it could it could go way overboard with the silliness and kind of, you know, um, there's still a lot of really great moments. Um, a lot of really iconic moments and i think we gotta also just bring up how great john williams is oh Oh, gosh oh yeah uh scores this movie exactly yeah he just it's crazy to me how many recognizable songs he's written where it's just you can place it instantly you know Mm -hmm. indiana jones is just it's not like this was just his one thing or his one song that anyone could recognize is so many of them you know well, and the great thing about John Williams, and this might be the great thing about movie score in particular, but I'll attribute it to John Williams in particular. I don't just place his songs as soon as I hear them. Like, I know that's John Williams. I can think of the scene. It also transports me back to the first time I heard them. Like, I immediately think of, uh, as soon as I hear that Indiana Jones theme, I'm immediately brought back to uh, my mom and stepdad, their first gang together. And uh, my stepdad had uh, three sets of movies in that he owned. And so we would go over and hang out and watch a movie. And the three sets of movies he owned, he owned the Indiana Jones collection on VHS, the Rocky collection on VHS, and then Indiana Jones. uh, This is like... uh, a lot of people slept on this, but there's a young Indiana Jones movie series. It was yeah. like direct to tape, mm-hmm. you know, movie yeah. series and the young Indiana Jones. And so I watched 
those movies uh, with him. uh, And that was a huge bonding moment for me with him when I was, you know, probably 11 years old. And so uh, Indiana Jones for me, as soon as I hear that theme, it transports me back to that moment. Mm -hmm. And I just have so much nostalgia over it. I thought it was cool too watching this movie. Um, it kind of gave me, and like I said, I I haven't seen this movie in probably like fifteen years or so. Um, but uh, it kind of gave me like a little more of a respect for Steven Spielberg too. You know, oh, yeah. um, we talked about Armageddon in the last episode, and with Michael Bay, it's just you kind of see a Michael Bay movie, and it's kind of just it's a Michael Bay movie. You know, sure. But uh, to to see this kind of movie, and like I would say for the most part a lot of Indiana Jones really works. It, it's really, at least the first movie, um, he did do Crystal Skull. I'm pretty sure he directed that one. Um, but then he can also go and do Schindler's List. And he, like, right. I remember thinking, like, that's crazy that this guy also directed Saving Private Ryan, which yeah. is one of my all-time favorite movies. Um, and he he can really do kind of a lot of different stuff. Um, yeah, so. Yeah, like the prequels for Star Wars, super good. He had. I don't think he had anything to do. I don't with think those. he had anything to do with this. Oh, he didn't. No, George Lucas. Isn't that who we were talking about? No, no. Steven Spielberg. George Lucas did not direct this movie. <laughs> Completely. We mentioned that at the top. <laughs> but 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 Lucasfilm Lucas did f- produce it. It's a Lucas. Yeah, film. Oh, that's didn't, right. That's where my connection Didn't George Lucas was. like help write this, or he produced it, or he something? He was it. involved. Yeah. No, he was a producer. So this was the one overlap between that I can think of. Uh, between Spielberg and Lucas, two of the greatest directors of all time uh, and or writers, overlapped to make Indiana Jones. So yeah. Lucasfilm produced it and released it, but Steven Spielberg was the director. Yeah. Pretty cool. Steven Spielberg, by the way, did direct Crystal Skull. Yeah. Oh. He's had some misfires. Everyone has. Oh, for sure. Can't hold it against him. All right, so let's, uh, before we wrap up here, we've got a couple of things to do. Uh, any favorite lines? Uh, no. Snakes. Are there, I feel I like mean, this movie doesn't have, this not that kind of movie. I already mentioned my favorite part, which was the coat hanger. Yeah, the coat hanger mm, was good. That was a good um, part. Uh, I, I think my favorite line would be, uh, Right when, right after Indiana says, like, Marion's dead, and he just kind of goes, like, huh, I know. Life goes on. <laughs> uh, my uh, my favorite line is actually probably with Sala as well. Uh, and it's... Is it in my ex? No. Sala <laughs> oh. is a good character. I He's really like Sala. No, it's... Uh, I love how Indiana assumes that Sala just betrayed him. When right. the rope doesn't come down, he yeah. just... Because he, he's been betrayed he's so many times. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then he assumed it again, too. When, exactly. When they were in the snake place. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, it's uh, when uh, they first uh, learn about the, the staff head of Raw... And the the flip side and the the eye patch guy who is the monkey owner uh, poisons the dates and uh, he just grabs the Indiana the Jones goes to eat one of the dates and he grabs one of the dates out of the air and he pops it up over his hand and he just says bad dates bad dates and I yeah. just love I've always loved that line so much even from a little kid it just seems so. I think ridiculous and also like iconic. Uh, I, I of, well, of this entire movie, it's my favorite line is bad dates. What is that actor's name? Uh, John, John Reese Davies. He should be in more stuff. Yeah. I mean, he's been in quite a bit. He's often Isn't typecast. He, uh, Mordecai in like the Esther movie. 
Uh, I, mean, I haven't I seen that. I've never seen the Esther movie. Yeah, I haven't seen. You that. haven't so seen you the Esther movie? No. I guess so. You can throw that on. I there. guess we're watching. That That's on one the that everybody potatoes. should have seen. Yeah. I don't even know what you guys are talking it's about. It's up I've never there. Even heard of it? <laughs> I, I, I think he just made it up. <laughs> I can't place it. Like I don't know what you're talking about. You grew up uh, in a much more uh, fundamentally Christian. No, but home. we watched it at school. That's the thing. If I don't you think say I did. so. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I promise it exists. I never did. Was yeah. this a fever dream? It could have been. Yeah, so uh John Reese Davies, uh he it looks like he has a lot that's upcoming. Like he has like I guess 15 so. movies coming out this in the next year or two. Uh but he's been in quite a bit of things, but Lion he's, Guard. He's always uh he's, he's always typecast. Tom and Jerry movie. Always typecast. Uh, but a great actor, nonetheless. We love it. Is him. One Night with the King? Yeah, there it is. One Night with the King. That's the I just figured that was a. He, um, and he's Mordecai. He is Mordecai. I you, figured that was a sequel to Lord of the Rings. You killed it. One Night with the King. <laughs> oh, and Gimli's just there. <laughs> Gimli's just. It's just Gimli and Aragorn hanging out. It's just. <laughs> like, <laughs> guys, you know what we're sleeping on with John Reese Davies is Princess Diaries. I forgot about that. He's in Princess Diaries. I've seen it. I don't remember it. I just rewatched those. I love those. I'm sorry, what? You rewatched those? Like, yeah. Just because you wanted to? Like, well, it was uh, as soon as uh, Disney Plus came out, that was one of the first movies I watched. He's in The Jungle Book 2. Yeah. Like I said, typecast. He gets typecast in like uh, ethnic roles. Apparently, he ambiguously. is in multiple episodes of SpongeBob. Oh, well, there you go. That's Man, uh, John Reese Davies. Uh, He's, Shout out to John Reese Davies. He's in at least. We should, Man we, get him on the, the we should get him on the podcast. Uh, I would love talk to talk about one night with the king. <laughs> <laughs> you talk to him about that. I'll just ask him what it was like to be tree beard. Would it be? I I would assume that that movie would be in the same vein as like uh, my dinner with Andre. It's just like a single like two hour conversation of Gimli and Aragorn. Just <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. just chit chatting, just talking about all the things that they did. It's the best night of Gimli's life. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, before we uh, close out here, let's uh, give this our our classic uh, rotten potatoes power ranking. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Let's start with uh, Scott. I would give this one a solid nine point one. Wow, that's that's high. All right. Nine point one what? Oh, nine point one snakes. Nine point one snakes. Jake. Um. I'm going to go ahead and give it like seven intelligent talking monkeys <laughs> out of 10. Zach, I'd give it, uh, I'll just give it a solid seven dead monkeys. <laughs> Wait, were there dead monkeys? Oh, Wait, after he, he ate the, ate the, the yeah. only monkey. Yeah. I'm going to give this, uh, I'm going to give this 8.9 whip snaps. I thought you were mm. going to say bad dates for sure. <laughs> mm. Well, since good. since we already went dead monkeys, I didn't want to get too, I not want to step on it too much. Uh, so uh, we'll plug this into our uh, very sophisticated patent pending algorithm uh, that determines our Rotten Potatoes rating. Uh, and this comes out to a solid 80%. 80%. 80%. That's our highest ranked movie so far. Rightfully wow. so. Yeah, yep. I would say so too. I would agree. I, I think it's the best we've done so far. I, you know, uh, personally, I like Stand by Me more. Me too. But, uh, but I do think that uh, this deserves a higher overall score. For all I thought we considered. all agreed that Armageddon was a perfect film. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you. Isn't that our highest one? <laughs> 
All right. Well, uh, thank you guys so much uh, for listening to us. Uh, you can uh, reach out to us, follow us, uh, give us any shout outs at, uh, at Rotten Potato Pod uh, on Instagram or Twitter. Um, let us know what you think. Uh, give us any hot takes that you might have on uh, Raiders, especially if you are a late bloomer. Yeah, if you've never seen it, we would love to hear what you think. Yeah. See if it stands the test of time. And we may uh, we may uh, come at you with an okay bloomer. We might. And we'll even spotlight you on the show. Yeah. And, uh, you know, in case John Rice Davies is listening, uh, come on. Come what on the doing? podcast. You know? Yeah. You yeah. friends? We'd love to hear yeah. from you. Talk this could be five friends, you know? Talk, We're only uh, inviting you if you bring your axes with you, though. Talk to you still have the axes from Lord of the Rings. I think he broke that one, right? Yeah, he broke it. I just love to hear about one night with the king. <laughs> just kind of hear <laughs> that, that whole yeah process, how to get into that mindset. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, Zach, do you have any uh, final thoughts for us before we go? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Todd's. Thanks so much. Uh, and uh, we will see you guys next week.